Welcome to episode 226 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, author of What, When, Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine. And I'm here with my co-host, Jen Stevens, author of Fast Feast Repeat, a comprehensive guide to delay, don't deny, intermittent fasting. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and jenstevens.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice or treatment. So, pour yourself a cup of black coffee, a mug of tea, or even a glass of wine, if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi friends. So I'm sort of haunted by clothes. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I love wearing all the new clothes all the time. And I know that that is not really sustainable and not good for the planet. That's why I am thrilled that there is now a way to get all of the clothes with none of the waste. And I'm going to tell you how you can get unlimited clothes with no waste for a month for free. That's right, I now have a website for both myself and you guys where you can get free unlimited clothes with free shipping, free exchanges, nonstop from all of the hottest brands, and it is so incredibly easy. It's called MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. We have so many incredible brands, including my favorites like BCBG, Calvin Klein, and so many more. Think like a hundred brands. There are so many options. And the way it works is when you get a subscription, you search through the clothes, pick what you want. They send it to you with fast, easy shipping. You wear it as long as you want. And then when you're ready for more clothes, you just drop it off in their prepackaged envelope and get your next round. It is so incredibly cool. They have multiple plans. The starter plan gives you two pieces at a time. Friends, I actually have a little secret hacked. Don't tell them that I told you this. When you get your two pieces, you can actually immediately go into your account, click return, and they'll go ahead and send you the next two pieces. So technically you can have four pieces at a time. You also have a cool virtual closet that you can keep stocked with everything you eventually want to order so you never miss out. And if you really like something and want to keep it, you can opt to buy it at a massively discounted price. Friends, I'm obsessed. This is finally the answer to wearing all the clothes all the time with none of the waste. Oh, and of course, one of my major reservations was the cleaning compounds that they use on the clothes because yes, it is dry cleaning, which normally makes me nervous. And they don't say this on the website. So I reached out to them and I was like, hey, what's going on with the cleaning? What do you guys use? Because I can't promote this if it's just normal dry cleaning. And thankfully, they let me know that they do not use any detergents, fabric softeners, or chemicals that are harsh. Everything is professionally dry cleaned or laundered with detergents that are free from dyes and scents. It's all gentle and it uses low temperature cycles. So yes, we are good on that front as well. It is the coolest thing ever. And you can try it free for a month. Yes, completely free. Just go to MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com to sign up. Free clothes for a month. After that, their plans are super affordable. We're talking honestly, an entire month is less than the cost of typically what would be the cost of one dress. And I am not kidding. That's right. Unlimited clothes for less than the cost of one outfit. 
I'm just so thrilled to bring this resource to you guys. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. So again, get free unlimited clothes for a month at MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com for all of the clothes, none of the waste. And definitely share your pictures and tag me on Instagram because I want to see all the fabulous things that you guys are wearing. That's MelanieAvalon'sCloset.com. One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumers, from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean, and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 226 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Jen Stevens. Hi, everybody. How are you today, Jen? I am fabulous, and my eyelashes look amazing. Did you get Beauty Counter's new mascara? Yes. Oh, that's it? 
I'm so excited. It's what I've been waiting for. Because as much as I love Beauty Counter, their mascara didn't blow me away. It was literally the only thing was the, their old mascara. And I was using another safe mascara, but I was like, darn, I wish Beauty Counter had the great mascara. And they came out with a new one. And it was right now, I think only, we can only, like it's not available for the public yet, but it's about to be. So by the time this comes out, will it be? Yes, it should be. But it's amazing. I mean, it is like better than any mascara I've ever used in my life. That's how excited I am. I think this is the most exciting thing you've ever told me. (laughs) I couldn't wait to tell you. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy. Yeah. So for me, my mascara history, I've always been a mascara combiner because like I could never find one mascara that would like do everything I wanted. I'm too lazy. I'm not going to combine anything. Okay. So I was using Beauty Counter's Volumizing Mascara, and then I was using Pacifica, and I was blending them. And then they just sent, you know, the new one, which is called Think Big, I think. I think so, yeah. It's got big in the name of it. It's amazing. I mean, it just goes on big. I mean, it goes on. (laughs) Anyway, I love it. I'm so happy. Yes, listeners, do not pass go. Go get this mascara right now. And for listeners who are not familiar, we love Beauty Counter because they were founded on a mission to remove endocrine disruptors from makeup. And Jen, with her new book coming out now, as well as me, knows all about. It's a huge deal. I didn't want to listen, but (laughs) I switched because you were so excited about it. And I'm like, well, okay, you know, cleaning up is never a bad idea. Then I did the research for Cleanish. Then I'm like, okay, this is really, really important. I didn't really connect all together. I mean, yeah, we know we want to have things that are safe, but our toxic load is so much bigger than it was before. It's huge. And that's the thing. Like, it might not have mattered 20 years ago to the point that it matters now because it all adds up. It's like our bucket gets more and more full. I'm reading a book called Diet for Sex, written by an acupuncturist. It's actually very interesting, but she was having a chapter on endocrine receptors and toxic compounds in our environment. And she said, I think it was like, what is it? The World Health Organization released a statement. They basically came up with like nine environmental toxins that are a problem for us. So this was the Environmental Burden of Disease Project that the World Health Organization did. And they basically found nine compounds, and the scientists concluded that 3 to 7% of the burden of disease in Belgium, Finland, France, Germany, Italy, and the Netherlands, which I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the U.S. has just as many, if not more, compounds than those countries. Oh, well, I'm sure we do because our criteria are not as strict here. Yeah, exactly. So um, it was attributed to environmental pollutants. Which is like, I mean, that's a big statement for them to make. And if you think about it, there's basically like three avenues. There's our food, which we often, I think a lot of people focus on cleaning up their food because you're directly putting it in your body. There's our, like our air, like the environment that we live in. But then there's our skincare and makeup that we're putting directly on our skin and it's can directly go into our bloodstream. So, I mean, it's just, it's very, very shocking the implications that it can have. Oh, and I had my attorney meeting for my book. Should I give the link really quick? Oh, yeah, give the link. So if listeners would like to clean up their skincare makeup, you can shop with us. And our link is melanieavalon.com slash beauty counter. Get the mascara. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. No, but I just had my meeting with my attorney for, for Macmillan. <laughs> or sorry, the attorney that, I don't know, we didn't do that for Fast Feast Repeat. Maybe they did it and just didn't call me. I don't know, but. 
I, I don't know. Like the law department? I never had a call with the law department for Fast Feast Repeat. So they must have just looked at it on their own. But this attorney called me. I know because you said you had one for what, when, wine. And I was like so nervous. I was so nervous. Interestingly, when I had mine, because I was an imprint, but the attorney was at Norton, like the head. Right. This was from McMillan. Yeah. Even though I'm at an imprint too. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm with St. Martin's Press, but yeah. Well, it was awesome. I was so scared. I was like, I'm so scared. She's like, don't be scared. She was very complimentary about the book. She said, I love the way you phrase things. Like a scientist, of course, I'm married to a scientist. You know, things are rarely, quote, proven. You know, we have these, we have evidence. Anyway, she was pleased with the way I wrote it. So that was good. It was just a few little wording things. She's like, instead of saying, you know, hazardous, maybe you should say problematic. And I'm like, all right, fine. So it was just tiny little things. It was nothing big. Yeah. No, that's amazing. It was amazing. I feel so good. And she said she's going to make changes in her life after reading it. I remember that was happening with me when the people that were reading it. It's so wonderful. It's like, that's great. That's so exciting. Well, like, yeah. Like when I was reading my other book for Audible or for, well, I was reading for the audio book. The director was like, I'm going to start intermittent fasting. Every day, he was like, oh, that sounds really, you make it sound fun. And I'm like, yay. (laughs) So with this, are people wanting to clean up their environment or their? Yes. Yep. She's a mom and she's got kids and she she says she's inspired to do it for her family. And also, there's just one chapter about intermittent fasting, but she also was interested in that. Well, that's amazing. Because it's not an intermittent fasting book, but it's, it's, you know, it's in the you know, let your body self-clean section. And intermittent fasting is not the only way we let our body self-clean, of course. It's just one way our body self-cleans. You don't have to tell me the exact date, but will you have galleys soon? I will. I'll get you a galley. Okay. Can we book you for my show? We sure can. <laughs> we can. That would be fun. Whew, exciting. <laughs> awesome. I've re- I'm really proud of this book because... Yeah, I don't think there's one book that necessarily puts it all together in the same way that I did, where it's talking about, you know, your food and what you're putting on your body and your cleaning products and things you're surrounding yourself with, but also trusting your body to do some stuff too. And it's not, you know, there's so much we can do. And then letting you decide as, you know, a a reader what you're willing to do. There's no like, this is what you must do. This is what you have. I mean, anybody who knows me knows I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do. But it's guiding you to find a way that is going to be cleanish for you. I'm so excited to read it. Well, good. I hope you love it. I forgot. Is it similar length to your last book? It's it's longer. It's 400 pages. Oh, wow. I know. Are they going to hyperlink your references or are the references in it? Well, we were just talking about that actually yesterday. A lot of my references... I mean, of course, a lot of journal articles, but a lot of them are also things from like the EPA or the World Health Organization, documents like that, that I used for for my sources. And so in the reference section, some of them, like if it's a, if it's a EPA document, for example, that lives on the web, they're going to like put the name of it and like describe it and then a hyperlink for it. So I think you'll be able to hyperlink through the reference section in the electronic version. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm not sure what the others will look like because, you know, the beauty of having editors is they do all that. Even for the journal articles, you know, that you're getting from PubMed, they've all got a link that you can put. So instead of me trying to format the journal articles, 
I didn't even bother. I just said, here's the, here, here they are. <laughs> Y'all do it however you want to. I mean, it's amazing. It's like, ah, it feels so good. Well, congratulations. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. Anything up with you? I've been wearing a CGM again because I remember I was wearing CGMs for quite a while. And then I, then I kind of got burnt out. I was like, well, I just got tired of monitoring. So I put one on again. I'm very, very happy this time around, even though I'm eating the same diet. So I'm not really sure what changed. It's very interesting. And I, and I want to share this, you know, a lot of people get higher blood sugars while fasting and stuff like that. The one I'm wearing right now is levels, but I'm going to be interviewing Cara again at NutriSense. So I'm going to ask her about my specific pattern, but my pattern right now pretty consistently is, so I eat at night, you know, a um, huge amount of food. And then usually like right before eating, it's usually in the seventies or eighties. And then I eat, it doesn't usually go above 120. And then it comes down all night. It pretty much stays in like the seventies or eighties after that. What's interesting is I wake up, it's usually like in the eighties, I have a little bit of coffee. I like get going every morning. It spikes to like 110, 115. And this is like, you know, when I'm fasted and then it comes down after that and, you know, tends to get in the eighties again, maybe nineties, which I would rather it be lower. I find that that spike really, really interesting that happens in the morning with the, the coffee. So it's very, very interesting seeing your data. Have you one run recently or? No, Levels is sending me one. So I'm going to, yep. It's, I got an email today that said it's like on the way. So when you did Zoe, did you wear one that you could monitor? Well, it was a Freestyle Libra, Libre, Freestyle Libre. And, you know, you can look at it directly on the monitor, but it's hard to tell the data. You're just barely able to, you just see zigzags. So I found a third party website that you could work with, like you would. Oh, so sort of like what Levels and NutriSense is doing. Exactly. So yeah, there was a, it was a third-party website where you could plug in the monitor to your computer and it synced it with the website and then it told you your numbers. So yeah, so I was able to look at them specifically, but only because I took that extra step. Basically for listeners, oh, and I feel like I probably should have given some definitions. So CGM is continuous glucose monitor. You put it on. I'm actually putting another video on my Instagram pretty soon showing how you put it on. So that'll probably be out by the time this airs. So you can check that out, but it's painless to apply. It measures your interstitial fluid. So the fluid around your cells and measures your blood sugar continuously, which is very, very cool. And I like to personally check it against a glucometer. So like a finger stick that you have at home just to make sure that it's accurate because sometimes they can be off, but the precision is usually never off. The accuracy can be off, but the precision usually isn't. So what that means is if it's off by like 10 points or something, it's always off by 10. It's always off by 10. Yeah. It's not going to like be all over the place. So mine right now seems to be like spot on, which is really, really nice, but they're usually only available by prescription. So there are companies now, like I just mentioned, Levels of NutriSense that are giving access to people to get them. So I have links for both of those if listeners want to get one for themselves. So for Levels, they're actually on a wait list. They have 115,000 wait list of people, which is crazy. You can skip the wait list with my link. So it's melanieavalon.com slash Levels CGM. And then NutriSense 
they're not on a wait list, but I have a discount. So it's melanieavalon.com slash CGM. Melanie Avalon will get you some sort of discount, a pretty good one, I think. But it's just really, really eye-opening. And it was really fun to bring it back after not having done it for a while. I still want to do it while I'm doing like carnivore or something and see what that looks like. Yeah, that would be interesting. Like, I think mine was just delivered, like, literally right that this minute because FedEx just knocked on the door. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Jen, are you going to put it on? Well, I mean, not right this second. <laughs> I'd be excited. Let me know. Let me know if you do. Oh, another little note. I don't know if you know this, Jen. You want to give it, like, at least 24 hours before you judge its accuracy, even? That was the same with the Zoe one. They said, you know, let it settle in. <laughs> it's going to get used to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out when I want to do it because it's good for a month, right? No, two weeks. Oh, only two weeks? Okay. All right. Well, then that I'm going to the beach and I'm going to be there for three weeks. So I don't know that I want to be wearing it while I'm at the beach. And I'm going to get in the water and yeah, in the ocean and it won't be my normal routine. People are coming to visit. I will say that the two things that make a huge difference, taking the berberine really, really helps. And after I do cryo, it drops and then it stays low. What's interesting too is when I do the cryo, it spikes really high. And I don't know if it's actually spiking or if the cold is like freaking out the sensor because after that it goes down and it goes down lower than what it was before. Well, then that actually, it sounds like it's doing something. It's like it like blasts the glucose out of like where it's hiding and then you're low, right? Doesn't that what it sounds like? <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't, if, if afterwards it went back to normal, then that would be like, yeah, the cold freaks it out. But it goes lower. So it's like it's blasting it out. I don't know. I need to do more research. My scientific language is just. <laughs> yeah, I know. this is how we talk on this show. My cryotherapy blasts out the glucose. <laughs> ah, that's funny. People have reported to me during cryo that their blood sugar, wearing CGMs, that it dropped really, really low. And one girl told me that she would faint in cryo from it dropping too low. So in any case. Or maybe your body needs more while you're going through that cold. Maybe your body uses it up. Like your body's like, oh my God, this glucose, I got to use it up because I don't know, because of the cold. But it's a really big spike. Like it goes from like 85 to like 125 and then it drops down to like 70s. Something's happening. Hi friends. I'm about to tell you how to get my favorite electrolytes for free plus special announcement. Element's new chocolate medley is here. So when you think electrolytes, you might think summer and hot times and needing to stay hydrated. But did you know that hydration is actually super important in cold weather as well? There's an idea out there that cold weather reduces our hydration needs. That's not true. So in the cold, two main things can actually increase our metabolic rate. You may be working harder, tramping through the snow, and you can be wearing cumbersome winter clothing that can actually raise your energy needs by 10 to 20%. And as your metabolic rate raises, your sweat rate raises, and you need to replace those fluids with electrolytes. You also lose more water when it's cold through your breath. That's because cold temperatures contain significantly less water than hot temperatures, aka it's drier outside. When you breathe in that cold, dry air, your respiratory system actually acts like a humidifier so that your body can be warm and humid like it likes to be. Of course, that drains your hydration reserves as well. One study actually found that respiratory water loss after a full day of activity nearly doubled at freezing temperatures compared to the 70s. On top of that, 
When you're cold, you actually become less thirsty, possibly from blood vessel constrictions in the cold, which can trick the body into thinking the blood volume is higher than it is. In other words, it's cold out there. You probably need hydration. And electrolytes are so key for all of these cellular processes in your body, all of your energy production. It all requires electrolytes, but it can be hard to find electrolytes which are clean, without unnecessary fillers, and which you can feel good about drinking. That's why I love Element. There's a reason I'm obsessed with it. There's a reason all you guys are as well. And like I said, I'm so excited because Element's new chocolate medley is here featuring chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. And this is a limited time, so you definitely want to stock up on these now. Plus, you can get a free gift with purchase when you purchase that chocolate medley or other Element electrolytes. That's right, you can get a free sample pack, eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. You can get yours at drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast. That's drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast. By the way, those chocolates in that chocolate medley make delicious hot chocolates. And of course, as always, Element has a no questions asked refund, so you have nothing to lose. So go to drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast to get your free electrolytes. Shall we jump into everything for today? Absolutely. All right. So to start things off, we have some feedback. This comes from Susan, and the subject is prolonged fasting, not a fan. Susan says, I recently listened to episode 223. I'm a fan of not always having the same fasting slash eating window every day. I teach water aerobics and in the summer jump from six classes a week to 10 to 12. I have had to shorten my fasting window on busy days. On Sundays, off day, I can do a longer fast. I listen to my body and don't beat myself up if I eat earlier one day. It's about being healthy and working with your body. Thanks for your podcast. By the way, I am 63, five feet tall, weigh 135 pounds, not my ideal weight, but I focus on how fit I am and how much better I feel. Only been fasting for five months, so still a work in progress. Yeah, I think Susan is a perfect example of being responsive to your changing daily schedule. You know, gosh, I'm hungrier just when I swim a little bit, like in the ocean for 30 minutes. You know, I can't imagine doing 10 to 12 water aerobics classes a week. You know, that's like two a day, is you know, or even more than two a day, really, because if she's only doing, well, if she's doing it six days a week, that would be two a day with 12. Anyhow, that's a lot of exercise. And also being in the water, that uses a lot of energy just because, you know, the the water temperature, you know, your body needs to compensate for being in the, the cooler water. So you're going to need more fuel. So that makes perfect sense. So I, I'm a big fan of doing exactly what you're doing, Susan, and listening to your body and all of that exertion, especially in the water. Your body needs more fuel. So good work. I love what you said. I've been thinking about it. I feel like there are two major mentalities or things I see happening from the intermittent fasting movement that I think are a little bit problematic and that I want to dismantle. One of them is what you just said. It's that people, or I don't know if you said this exactly, but people, I think, get really, really rigid with their fasting windows and think that they can't like... Uh, they can't adjust it or they can't try different things. And I just, I don't know. I think there's more of an intuition that can come into play, especially after you've been doing fasting for a while, you know, maybe not right in the beginning when you're trying to 
figure it out exactly. But afterwards, I don't ever want there to be fear about having to stay in this exact window and not, you know, evolving with your body, with your fasting window. The second thing, and I feel like we might circle back to this with some other questions, is I think people often think that fasting is the magic cure-all and that what you eat doesn't matter at all. You know, that like it's just the fasting and the foods that you're choosing like don't play a role. I think that's something to dismantle a little bit. Yep, absolutely. Shall we move on? Sure. We have feedback from Emily, and she says, thank you, Element. I always want to call it LMNT, by the way. But you pronounce it Element? Element. Mm -hmm. Yeah. LMNT. (laughs) It's spelled LMNT for anyone who's wondering. All right. So she says, hi, Jen and Melanie. I've been listening and IFing with y'all since the beginning, which I love. Thank you for all. That was me, by the way. That wasn't in the question. She said, thank you for all the information you share. After IFing for almost four years, I started getting horrible headaches in the evening after I ate my one meal a day. I recently upped my water intake to my body weight in ounces, so I knew I wasn't dehydrated. So I'm going to pop in there and say, actually, having more water than your body needs causes electrolyte depletion. It can, yeah. Yeah, so it's counterintuitive because we've been told that you must drink like pound down the water and you can't trust your thirst and you must drink so much water. But, you know, when you're fasting, it it changes things up because food isn't coming in and you're just having so much water. So a lot of water in the fasted state actually can cause the problem to be worse than if you're drinking a lot while you're eating. So that's just something to keep in mind because it can deplete your electrolytes more than if you were not doing intermittent fasting. So just be cautious about that because in our whole society, the common thought is the more water you drink, the better. And that is not true. It can actually be dangerous. Anyhow, back to her feedback. She said, I went ahead and tried the Element Packets by Rob Wolf with my one meal a day and poof, no more headaches. The orange flavor is my favorite. Thanks for the recommendation. And, you know, I really think that you know, her electrolytes were being depleted by it by so much water and the the element restored them. And, you know, keep in mind, she's having the orange with her meal and that you can have all the flavored ones all you want during your eating window, but during your fast, stick to the raw and unflavored. That one is safe for clean fasting. I'm so excited because I'm interviewing Rob Wolf again next week, actually, which as listeners know, well, I don't know if they know, but Rob Wolf is one of the main reasons I'm doing what I'm doing today because I read The Paleo Solution back in 2012, and I've been a huge, huge follower of his work. Shall we move on to our questions? Yes. All right. So we have a question from Leslie. The subject is splitting OMAD one meal a day up. Leslie says, hi, Melanie and Jen. I've been a very long time one meal a day eater. I've loved your podcast, especially learning the power of clean fasting. I recently got a CGM. Oh. That's so exciting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm so, I did not plan that. She says, and love seeing the data in real time. From the data so far, I believe splitting my one meal a day into two smaller meals will help my blood glucose levels. I don't want my volume to be much bigger than it is, five to six hour eating window most likely, but need help actually reversing my volume eating ritual I've become so comfortable with. I know it's mostly psychological, but probably a bit physiological too and need some practical advice. Seems simple really, but would like some motivation from both of you. 
I know you've talked, Jen, about an, quote, appetizer before your meal. And Melanie, I think you've talked about some raw veg pre-meal, but I'd just like some more ideas. I need a lot of evidence for my brain to prove that, number one, this can be fun because it's actually more of a challenge for me than one meal a day. And number two, I can do it with ease and mental stillness. Thank you. And thank you so much for all of the value you put out there in the world. Oh, thank you, Leslie. You know, I actually have heard this from people who have been doing the the monitoring through, of course, Zoe and also through, you know, data-driven fasting. People who are using CGMs find that they do have better glucose control with slightly longer, like you're saying, five to six hour window and moving eating into two farther ends of it, like eat wait a while, eat again. And, you know, of course, we wouldn't know this without CGMs, right? And it's only been recently that we can get them to try them. So, you know, we're learning a lot. And we're all different, of course, when it comes to how our bodies respond to what we eat. But the key for me is that when I open my window, I need to feel satisfied from it. Because if I just try to nibble a little bit and have a little something, then I'm like starving and I tend to eat, you know, longer and more because I'm like trying to, I don't know, it's like it doesn't do it for me. It doesn't satisfy me. Lately, I'm doing really well opening my window. Have you ever tried Daily Harvest, Melanie? No, I know you're a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. And if people want to read more about it, I have it on the Favorite Things tab at jenstevens.com. And they're actually officially sponsoring the Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast, which is exciting. I've been using them for a while. And they have these harvest bowls and soups that I love. And I really open my window with that most days, like for real. It's full of, I think they're vegan, but I'm not vegan. You know, (laughs) I might add some butter in there or whatever, but make it a little more satisfying, but I might not. Sometimes I just do them the way they are. With their soups, I don't usually add as much water as they say. I just put a little bit of water because I like them thicker instead of like more of a soup. But because they're substantial, the ones that I tend to get are the ones that have, you know, beans or lentils or something like that. And, you know, a lot of them have kale or sweet potato. And so they just are so satisfying. You know, I like them because they're hot. Even in the summer, you know, they're they're hot. That satisfies me. The the hot, veggie-centric, it fills me up, makes me feel good. And then I'm perfectly fine to wait till dinner. And I'm not, like, going around, you know, eating a bunch of stuff out of the kitchen. So that would be my appetizer. It's... You know, some people would consider it a lunch, but to me, it's the soup course. So again, you can find it on jenstevens.com on the Favorite Things tab, or you can just go to dailyharvest.com and use the promo code IFSTORIES. That works. They've asked us, I think, before about sponsoring this show. Well, I just really love them. And see, that's kind of like for me, (laughs) a lot of the companies that sponsor intermittent fasting stories start off with, I'm using them. Like Green Chef, for example, and they sponsor this one too. And I was like, get me Green Chef, you know, to the company that finds my advertisers, you know. <laughs> and because it starts with me using them. And then I'm like, I really want this company because I use them and I love them. So, and I also love their smoothies. So, so what I'll do, seriously, when I, this is really what I do, I'll have my bowl. And then later I eat dinner with Chad. And it's often Green Chef, which is funny. And then later to close our window, we'll have a, a daily harvest smoothie. And I know that sounds nuts, but that really, it like, you know, my mother was just here visiting and we had people over for dinner. So I had to make a big meal for because there were seven people for dinner. And I spent so much money on dinner 
for seven at the grocery store buying all the ingredients. And then we had so much left over even after the dinner for seven. I just love that it's like easy. You got the portion, you eat it, you move on. You don't have leftover everything. So my point was that I spend more money at the grocery store than I do with these companies. But that's just the way I shop at the grocery store like a crazy person. (laughs) I would love. It would be funny to see both of us side by side shopping at a grocery store. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, that looks good. I'm going to buy that. And then I come home and Chad said, how much was that? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I go in and volume buy like pounds and pounds of the same like three things. Now I'm like wandering around buying a little bit of everything. And I always end up with like flowers and this cheese and that cheese and yeah, crackers. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Totally a different, different cart than Melanie's cart. Yes. The meal timeline is sort of like a crescendo for both of us, right? Like we start light and then there's like the main and then light again. But I can't start too light. If I start too light, then I'm like eating more than I need. It doesn't satisfy me. I have to make sure whatever I start with satisfies me. I'm kind of like medium, medium, maybe like medium light, medium heavier, (laughs) if that makes sense. So with Leslie, she's asking how to, in like a six-hour window, eat a meal, a smaller meal, stop eating eat a smaller meal, right? That's what she's asking about. You know, what's really interesting is our mutual friend, Cynthia Thurlow. I was talking to her yesterday because she was on Megan Kelly's show yesterday. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Isn't that so exciting? Yes. We were like fangirling and I listened to it and it was really good. And I just thought about it because she talked about this. Megan asked her, she's talked about something about like the eating window and not snacking between the meals and the eating window. And then Megan asked like, oh, should you not snack between the meals if you're having a longer eating window? I'm paraphrasing. I'll put a link in the show notes to the episode. But basically what Cynthia was saying was what Leslie had sort of picked up on here that you know people often have better glucose control when they're not overeating or volume eating, that maybe it can be practical to do what Leslie is talking about here. All of that said, I was hoping you were going to have like really amazing advice, Jen, because I was like, I don't, I want to do this in theory too, but it just like doesn't work for me. Well, the thing is, is that you just have to work with the appetite you have and the body you have and what feels good to you. You know, like, like I said, if I eat too light, then I tend to overeat. So I have to make sure I eat enough to be not overeating later. Like I have learned over time. Like if I just opened up with like an avocado or something, then I'd be like an hour later, I'd be in there like ravenous. It like wakes up the appetite, but it wasn't satisfied. The way my meal manifests is it is volume eating and it is eating for pretty much the whole time, but it's not high calorie the whole time. So basically, and Leslie pointed this out or mentioned this, I basically start with like a lot of like cucumbers and wine. So it's basically just like hydration and water and easily digestible fiber. It's not actual a lot of calories. And then I have my my meal meal, which is like lots of meat or seafood. And that's my big volume. And then I usually munch a lot on fruit after for a long time. So not at all the approach that Leslie's trying to get to either. For the attempt of, you know, trying a meal and then stopping and then a meal. I really like what Jen said about the importance of that first 
meal, if you're doing it, being something that is going to satisfy you in the moment, it's complicated because you don't want it to make you hungrier, but you don't want it to be the entirety of the meal and then you don't want to eat again. Well, yeah, like for me, if I if I tend to be hungrier early, then later I'll have a smaller amount at dinner. And, you know, sometimes, well, even though it's a meal for two that Chad and I are eating, you know, like let's say it was a Green Chef meal, meal for two, we might get three meals out of that. Like I might not need the whole portion because I've already eaten. So I'll eat a smaller portion. And then Chad, you know, he's a light eater for a man. He always has been. That's why he's never had a weight problem. He's slimmer than, probably than he was on our wedding day when he was 20. He's probably slimmer now <laughs> than he was then. So he's just real lanky and lean, but he's not a giant eater. So, well, you know, he'll eat what I didn't eat for lunch the next day. Maybe he'll, you know, supplement it with like a bowl of cereal if it wasn't enough. But I don't always eat a whole complete meal later. I don't like eat the whole portion. It just depends. I might, but I don't eat all that much. I might eat half a piece of meat, for example, instead of a whole piece of meat. Like last night, that's what happened. We had a chicken meal and I didn't eat the whole piece of chicken. I ate half the piece of chicken. Can I make a really quick chicken comment? Sure. I think last night, remember you were talking about the rubbery chicken? Did you get woody chicken? I think so. Was it like so gross in your mouth and like, you're like, what's wrong with this chicken? It felt like rubber. Yeah. It did not taste good, but I mean, it didn't taste like it was bad. No, it's not like spoiled. It's just a different consistency. The meat, the meat has a different texture. And what did you say causes that? It's called woody breast syndrome. Like, is it a bacteria or something or is it? No, they they don't. I don't think they know. They're like, why are these chickens weird? I mean, I don't know. It's something that I was doing some, it's been a while since I read about it, but it's just something weird that makes the, the breast consistency different. I mean, it can't be good. I was eating it. I was like, this is Jen's chicken. It probably is. The first time I had it, I mean, I had never had it before. And then all of a sudden it started happening all the time. It was a meal kit company that I don't use anymore that it was in like all of their chicken. Like I got to the point I couldn't order chicken from them. But then it started happening in the other ones too. So anyway, it wasn't in last night's chicken. I'm torn now because there's this one brand of chicken I really like. I like smart chicken because they're organic and I really like the practice. I've researched the practices they do for raising their chicken. And it's usually really good. But what I do is I buy it in bulk because it's fresh. It's not frozen at the store. So I buy it in bulk and then I individually wrap and freeze all of it. So like this was from three different containers. So I don't know which container. And I'm like, should I just? No, don't throw it out. You'll know. It also feels different when it's raw. You can tell the texture's different. It did when I was doing it. But the thing is like now it's, I guess I'm just lazy because I'll have to, I'll have to, you know, cook them to find out if it's. Now you can tell when it's raw. You don't normally thaw it before you cook it. I do, but you think I'll be able to tell when it's thawed from frozen? I can. I can tell. Maybe thaw two, and then, I mean, you don't have to eat it that day. You can eat it tomorrow if they're both are good. Always have one ready to go and, you know, or whatever. Thaw two and use them like a day ahead, you know, of when you need it or like the next day. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but I can tell. Like if we get two, like in the day when we were using the company that I don't use anymore, I would get two chicken breasts, and they were different. You could tell. And I'm like, well, that one's not going to be good. I'm not eating that one. And it was always, I could tell. When I first bought it, it felt weird. I was like, I wonder if this is the rubbery chicken. I should have just thrown it away then. Because now it's all in the freezer and I don't know which is which. Yeah. You can tell when it's thawed, but it definitely, you can tell. And it's it's weird and I, I can't eat it. So I'm picky now about my chicken, but I love good chicken. Oh, me too. 
There was another meal kit company that I tried very briefly. They were out of California, and they're small. They're, like, a little good for families. And they used some special kind of chicken that's, like, po- really popular in L.A. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, was it Mary's? No. It's a special breed of chicken. It wasn't a brand of chicken. It was a breed of chicken, like an heirloom breed of chicken. And the breasts were tiny like chicken breasts used to be. Because, you know, chicken breasts are little. I did a lot of reading about chicken. Like, oh, in the Dorito effect, I think he talks about how chickens have been bred to be so different. And the breasts are giant now. And they used to be little. And, like, all the great cooks were, like, complaining about how chicken doesn't have a good taste anymore. But, oh, my God, these were so good. This heirloom chicken. So if you can get heirloom chicken with tiny little breasts, the old kind of chicken that haven't been bred to be giant and weird, I think that's why they have the woody breast, that they've been bred to be big. And so, like, they grow differently. So anyway, the old kind, it was like the best chicken ever. But they didn't, it tasted different. They didn't have a, enough options really for for us, of, you know, they didn't have enough choices. So I didn't continue with them, but it made me really appreciate that heirloom chicken. Now I want some chicken. It started with a J. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a breed of chicken. I would eat that all day long. Well, except not all day long. I would eat it all day long in my eating window. Oh, yeah. All in your eating window. I might would eat that all day long. No, I'm kidding. Back to Leslie's question. I wonder what macro she's doing. Like, I wonder if this would be an easier type of thing to do if you're doing a keto diet. Well, not for me because keto never made me feel satisfied. So that would be a big no. I got to have starchy carbs to feel satisfied. I mean, that is just a fact about me. Like the lentils and the beans, that does it for me. The one with the sweet potato, that one is so good. It has wild rice, sweet potato, and avocado. And you might think that sounds weird because avocado hot, it's so good. Oh, have I had hot avocado? That does sound really good. My suggestion, I suppose, for this, even though I have never been able to implement this myself, so take this with a grain of salt, but things I have heard is she wants to reframe this as fun because it is more of a challenge than one meal a day. So yes, I think it can be fun. You could see it as a fun experiment of trying to find you know the meals that work for you for doing this. So you could try eating the first meal. And then I think what's probably really important is putting everything away. So like having the meal in the kitchen or whatever your living situation is in the kitchen, finishing the meal, putting the food away, stopping. So like rather than keeping it all open and out, because then it's more likely that you're just going to keep snacking or keep eating, but being done and then going and doing something completely different. So like that part of your brain, like that meal association is done and then going and doing something else but having the excitement of knowing that you have your second meal coming and then going back and having your meal and, you know, reopening the kitchen and then rinse and repeat. That's the thing that I would recommend. And then I would recommend for the in-between, and I know this is not, you don't struggle with binging, like that's not what this is about, but I do recommend reading Dr. Glenn Livingston's book, Never Binge Again. It's a really short read. The Kindle is, I just learned this because me and Glenn are really good friends now. We actually talk on the phone a lot. And I didn't realize that the Kindle is actually always free. So you can get it on Amazon. And it's a really, really amazing reframe for identifying that voice in your head that wants to eat when you you know, don't need to be eating or shouldn't be eating or don't want to eat. So I think it could be a really helpful practice for making this change. If this is a change that you, you know, personally want to try to strive for, what it'll help you do is it'll help you 
in that in-between between the two meals, identify that voice in your head that's like, I want to keep eating because I'm assuming that's going to be the challenge of it and how to adequately engage with that so that it's just not a problem. So I would suggest reading that book. It's really short and it's funny. Shall we go on to our next question? Yes, we have a question from Tish and the subject is cryotoning follow-up. By the way, I don't think I have any cryo places here in Augusta at all. I think I got zero. I could be wrong. Anyway, if someone knows of one in Augusta, that would be interesting. I can't believe I'm asking that. <laughs> I've always said I would never do it. I would never do it. But I'm like, I got a little FOMO. I hate to be cold. I like to be hot. Are you in Columbia County? I am not in Columbia County. I am in Richmond County. I mean, is there one in Columbia County? Yes. Oh, wait. Here's CryoCare, Augusta, Georgia. The top 10 cryotherapies in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, there is. Okay. You can go to CryoCare. Where is that? Ronald Reagan Drive? That's Evans. It's in Evans. It's out where I used to teach. Why is it saying CryoCare, Augusta, Georgia? You know, like Atlanta has all the suburbs. Evans is a suburb of Augusta. So, you know, I'll be searching while you read it. Okay. (laughs) I am not driving to Evans for cryotherapy. I just want to tell you that. (laughs) I don't like to drive to Evans for any... It's so funny. It just... It's it's like a whole different world. When you live in the city of Augusta, the city limits, you like have your little small radius of where you go. I mean, we're not a big city at all, but I'm like, I can only go these places. (laughs) I do drive to Evans for my massage therapist. Jen, it is women-owned. Well, okay, but... And it has an oxygen bar and a sauna, but you have a sauna. Okay, I have a sauna. But yeah, I only... I drive to Evans for my massage therapist, and that is all. Oh, great. So when you go for your massage, you can get some cryo. They're open from 10 to 7. I don't know. Don't count on that. We'll... Hi, friends. An incredible fasting aid is coffee. Yes, I am all about the coffee. I am a huge fan of its health benefits as well as how it can support your fast and really help with energy and fat burning. And I have a big announcement. The brand of coffee that I have been drinking for an entire decade now, I am no longer drinking. There's some drama, there's some science, and I'm about to tell you how to get a discount on my new favorite coffee. So I've been drinking the coffee formerly known as Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Coffee for literally a decade. I do not drink it now, so this is not a Bulletproof Coffee commercial, but I started drinking it because I so trusted Dave and his obsession in creating mold-free coffee because moldy coffee beans is a huge problem and a lot of people can get health issues, brain fog, and crash after coffee because of the mold contamination. Dave has been talking about this for so long, so I really trusted him and I would drink Bulletproof Coffee, which I absolutely loved and loved that it was mold-free. Then there was some drama. Dave sort of got kicked out of Bulletproof. He might be going back. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Follow him on Instagram if you want to learn more about that. He even talked about it at the recent biohacking conference. But in any case, (laughs) drama aside, he can no longer speak to Bulletproof Coffee as to whether or not it is mold-free. And he ended up making a coffee even better than Bulletproof Coffee, and it is called Danger Coffee, and friends, I love it. It's the first coffee that is not only mold-free, but actually can help you remineralize. Yep, that's right. Danger Coffee contains a patent-pending formula that actually remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals, nutrients, and electrolytes. 
On top of that, it is super clean. I know people like to see organic labels. Friends, I have learned so much about the certification industry. And honestly, the best of the best is finding people that you trust who do extensive testing and third-party certification. That's what I do with my Avalon X supplements. And that's what Dave does with Danger Coffee. So with Danger Coffee, they use a process that far exceeds government and industry standards. And it is third-party lab tested. So you can rest assured it is free of mold toxins. As for the flavor, Dave selected these hand-picked farm direct beans for their quality, their superb flavor, and their elevated performance. I love the taste of it. It's much richer and more nuanced than Bulletproof Coffee. It's honestly one of the best coffees I've ever tasted, and it's so exciting to know that when I'm drinking it, I'm actually helping to remineralize my body. So that's right. If you want your coffee to contain antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, micronutrients, and help optimize your fasting, you want Danger Coffee. And of course, I have a discount for you guys. You can go to melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee and use the coupon code MELANIEAVALON to get 10% off. Again, that is melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee with the coupon code MELANIEAVALON for 10% off. This is my favorite coffee. Like I said, it takes some really good coffee and convincing biohacking health reasons to break me from my 10-year decade bulletproof coffee habit. But sometimes you just got to upgrade. And by the way, this would make epic presents for people. This can just become your go-to present. Not only will people love it, but you'll be helping their health as well. Everybody wins. MelanieAvalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code Danger Coffee. All right, back to Tisha's question. She said, I've been listening since fall of 2019 and have listened to every episode. And she has smiley emoji. Love, love, love the podcast. Really keeps me motivated and reinforces my fasting way of life. I've been one meal a day with a two to four hour window since November of 2019 and have lost around 50 pounds. In this last episode, you discussed cryotoning as a potential treatment for collagen replacement slash sagging skin. I'm so interested in this topic, but really having a hard time finding the best home device to purchase. I was wondering, Melanie, if you would really take a deep dive on this topic or did you already and I missed it? I read your fat cell blog, but I would like more cryotoning specifically since you said in the latest I have podcast that you thought this method might be the best. I am 54 and trying to live till I'm 120. I went through menopause when I was 36 naturally, but it wasn't until I lost the 50 pounds that I noticed my skin changed significantly. I juve. I have the four panel full body unit every day. I only eat butcher box meats in my clean whole food organic diet. I take P3OM, mass zymes, magnesium breakthrough every day, and I only use beauty counter products on my skin. I'm doing everything I can to live a cleanish life. Can't wait for this book. Yay. That was me. <laughs> I would appreciate your feedback slash input. Thanks and much love to you both. Tish. All right, Tish. Wonderful question. So I will put a link in the show notes to that blog that she mentioned. I did write a really extensive blog post about the science of fat cells and traditional methods to reduce them. And by traditional methods like liposuction, things like that. I did not have cryotoning in it at the moment. So I'm going to add cryotoning to it. So by the time this comes out, it should be there. That said, there are not home methods for this. I was just going to say, I don't think there's a home method, but <laughs> there are on Amazon. Don't like, please, please. I This is not the type of thing that you want to be doing at home at all. 
at all. They have cryotoning and cryoslimming. Cryoslimming is the one that's supposed to actually kill flat cells. Cryotoning is just for like collagen and sagging skin, but they use a combination of therapies. They use certain frequencies and heat and cold for the cryoslimming. It literally ruptures the fat cells and then your body naturally excretes the um, fat cells through your lymph system. It also does some of the stuff that cryotoning does and cryotoning helps tighten the skin and increase collagen production. I've been doing it on certain areas and seeing remarkable results. And even, (laughs) even so the girl who does it to me, she's really wonderful, but she's like very intense and very blunt. And when I first went to her, she was like, She's like, why are you doing this? She's like, I don't like want to do this on you because you don't really have much to um, address with it, which I'm, I'm I'm very grateful for. And I just want to make it clear that I'm very aware of this, but we've been doing it so much and she agrees with me. She's like, oh, this actually has made a, a really big difference. And I think it's really great, basically, regardless of where you're at, if you have a lot of things that you want to address with the skin tightening and the collagen production, you'll definitely see a result. But then also if it's just like fine tuning and tweaking and something that it just seems that diet and exercise aren't quite addressing, I think it can be that great final thing that is actually effective. And I wouldn't be saying this if I hadn't personally experienced the benefits. So that said, to answer a question, you can't do it at home. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to you have to find a place that that does it. So the one you're doing is called what? I've been doing cryoslimming and cryotoning. So cryoskin is like the company. And then they have the two options, cryotone and cryoslim. Basically, they say that it works with your body's natural systems to produce slimming and toning effects. Non-invasive sessions result in slimmer tone bodies and the elimination of fine lines and wrinkles. They use thermoelectric cooling to perform cryolipolysis, which is the freezing of fat, which causes cell death of subcutaneous fat tissue without damage to the overlying skin. That's the uh, the cryoslim. And then the cryotone uses cold temperatures to diminish the appearance of cellulite, tones the area, and improves skin elasticity. By accelerating the biochemical reaction, stimulation of collagen production occurs to rejuvenate and smooth skin while tightening muscles. It uses cold heat and massage. So Okay. I will say that if it was available in Augusta, I would be willing to try it. But I'm still, you know, I'm still skeptic, which I've heard me say before. I would be willing to try it. But, you know, now that I'm officially 52, (laughs) having had my birthday. Oh, yes. Jen had her birthday. Happy late birthday. I did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. 52. That sounds like bizarre to me. I can't believe I'm 52. But my skin really did change over the past year after menopause. I mean, it's, it's surprising. Do you have your plant? I do have my plant. Thank you, Melly. Sent me a plant. We have matching plants. I have that plant too. You know, I used to have one of those plants in my other house and then it died when we moved over here. I don't know why it died, but it died. But I have it in the exact same place that we used to have the other one. Oh, yay. That died. And it looks really cute there. So hopefully it won't die. It's a dollar tree. Yep. Or a money tree. It's called a money tree. A money tree. Money tree. Yep. And Will came over yesterday. He was painting. He was like, I'm going to paint this plant. So he painted it. He painted the plant? Yeah. He painted a picture of the plant. He didn't like literally paint on the plant. <laughs> I was like, you have like a pink plant now? No. He painted a picture of the plant. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm so excited. That makes me happy. Happy late birthday. Thank you. Thank you. So hopefully, hopefully that answers your question, Tish. Hopefully you can find a practitioner by you. I think we have one really short question we can answer really quick. Okay. 
So question from Paul, is infused water breaking the fast? Paul says, hi, ladies, your podcasts keep my IF going. Thanks so much. I've been doing 16-8 for two months. I don't get any weight loss, but I love that I can skip my breakfast. Life is much simpler and the fasting window actually feels great. I can handle more stress and I have less mental fatigue. Quick question. I find that drinking infused water during the fasting window helps reduce my hunger. I'm not talking about sweet fruits, but lemon, lime, cucumber, celery, mint, spinach, and ginger. Are they okay to drink? Thanks, Paul. The answer is no, Paul. They're not. I'm sorry. They're food flavors. We don't want to send any food cues from flavor to our body during the fast. So, you know, you mentioned you've been doing 16-8 for two months. You're not losing any weight. I would start fasting without the infused water. You really shouldn't be getting hungry. So it makes me think you're not fat adapted yet. And honestly, the infused water could be preventing that. Because if you're like starving and and it's just trying to get to lunch and you're hungry and you can't even get 16 hours without feeling so hungry that you need infused water, that lets me know you're not really getting the benefits from the fasted state. So plain water, don't add lemon, don't add lime, don't add anything to it that tastes like food. Plain, no flavor, just water. And you may want to, I know this sounds counterintuitive, but if it were me, I would try to have a, a slightly longer fast just till, till your body gets fat adapted. You got to break through to get to the other side. Maybe try an 18-hour window for a little while, you know, see how that goes. Clean fast, plain water, black coffee, plain tea only, no flavors, fast clean, try 18 hours. I bet you'll find your hunger, boom, goes away. And then I also, if you're trying to get weight loss, maybe you're not. Maybe you just feel great and that's your goal. You know, Chad does a 16-8, never wanted to lose weight. He just feels better. But he also doesn't get hungry during the fast because he only drinks black coffee and plain water. So try that. Awesome. I knew you would answer that. Absolutely. You knew what I would say. (laughs) You know what I love when people are like, I was listening to the podcast and I already knew how you would answer it. I'm like, yeah, because I'm pretty consistent with my answer. So are you. So. We should probably have listeners try to answer it. <laughs> that would be fun. Guest answer. How do you think Jen will answer this question? We could come up with some sort of fun thing for our, what episode is this? For our 300th episode. <laughs> That'll be before you know it. It'll be 300. That's crazy. We've been doing this for a long time and we've never missed a week. Like airing one. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I mean, yeah. Most podcasts have like breaks and time off and best of, not us. That's crazy. We've reflected on this before, but there have been times where we haven't recorded a certain week, but we pretty much talked, you know, almost every single week for how many years? Since 2017? I mean, 2017, over four years, because we started in April. The first one came out May. Yeah. Four years? Wow. That's crazy. Well, it's been a lovely time. So for listeners, if you'd like to submit your own questions for the show, you can directly email questions at ifpodcast.com or you can go to ifpodcast.com and you can submit questions there. The show notes for today's episode will be at ifpodcast.com slash episode 226. You can get all of these stuff that we like at ifpodcast.com slash stuff we like. And you can follow us on Instagram. I'm Melanie Avalon, Jenison Stevens, and we're also ifpodcast on Instagram. So this has been absolutely wonderful. Anything from you, Jen, before we go? 
No, I think that's it. You can also follow me on Instagram as Cleanish Jen. I haven't done anything with it yet. It's pretty boring. <laughs> One day there might be something there besides my cat. I just had to put some pictures in like Instagram made me. They're like, you got to put in some pictures. And so I just like put some. You've, you've already seen them. It's like my cat and my chairs. And anyway, follow us on Instagram. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. And I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember that everything discussed on the show is not medical advice. We're not doctors. You can also check out our other podcasts, Intermittent Fasting Stories and the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Theme music was composed by Leland Cox. See you next week.